It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, so I had uh, back-to-back overtime games, and then Northern and Croslex were Northern and Croslex, and they played a four-point ball game. I've had a pretty good uh, stretch of boys' basketball, so you can't bring me down or make me feel bad today. Yeah, you have had maybe the best three-game stretch any either of us have had since we've been doing this. I mean, and and it has been fun, and the teams have played hard, and we'll get a little more into uh, Friday's St. Clair Anchor Bay game uh, out of the break when we get things going, but uh, that was interesting. <laughs> I saw things happen in that game that I still don't quite understand, even though some people have helped me with after-the-game explanations. Right. But in real time, yeah, uh, uh, we listened back before the show, and I was confused the whole time. So <laughs> now you know how I felt. Uh, so, anyways, but some some great uh, team efforts, some great individual performances, uh, and and just some stuff that I'm starting to get used to now. You know, um, yeah, and- it, it, it's weird. Uh, and and you said it before. If Tyler Jamison does under thirty points. You feel like you got robbed, and yet all this kid does is amazing things. Yes, absolutely. So we'll have a lot to get into. Hey, Port Huron Unified came through for you. Yes, they got a win in hockey, and even better, they did it against Bishop Foley, and they scored four in the third to come from behind and do it. Yeah, we'll talk about that, too, because you were very happy when I told you that. They matched their season total in goals in that game. Hey, great time to do it. Absolutely. I'm stoked about that. Um, So, anyways, uh, we'll get a, a happy Monday show going in just a moment. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, Nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 800- 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. 
Brady Bean here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Garrett Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Garrett Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Garrett Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Finding that missing shin guard, remembering whether it's a home or away game, getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Dennis Stuckey, Brady Beaton, and let's get right to it. We'll go back to Friday night. We'll start with boys basketball. The uh, game that I was at, uh, Brady, Anchor Bay and St. Clair, it ended up going to overtime. Now, for three quarters, this was a tight ball game. 14-13 Tars after one. Mm Mm-hmm. 26-24 26-24 Saints at halftime. Still a two-point game, 40-38 to going into the fourth quarter. Now, at one point in the fourth quarter, very late in the game, the Saints made some free throws and took a... They made a lot of free throws. Yeah, well, yeah, the, the Saints made 18. There were 37 made free throws in this game. A lot of free throws. 18 by the Saints, 16 of those by Braylon France, and he had 26 points in this game. He's sensational, mm-hmm. okay? We, uh, I'm going to say that every single time we bring up the Saints, even if he doesn't do anything, I'm just going to say, hey, oh, by the way, that Braylon France kid, he's sensational. He, he's a freshman. Boy, do we have some good young players yes. uh, in the Blue Water area right now that we can be excited about for the next four years. Uh, and he is one of He's got... He's got four – he's scoring 26 points now. This is, what, his Third, fourth, game? fourth game? This is his fourth game. I'll make this prediction. 
he's going to end his career as the all-time leading scorer in St. Clair history, and they've had a lot of good players there. All right. <laughs> That's my feel uh, on the situation. Anyways, I digress. So he, he, he knocked down a couple free throws. It's 59-53 St. Clair with 14 seconds left in the game. One more time. 59-53. point lead. 14 seconds okay. left. In, or no, I'm sorry. I'm still in regulation. I, I jumped ahead to overtime. Yes. So we're in overtime. It's a – or we're in regulation. the end of regulation. Fourth quarter. All right, let's go. It's a two-point game. Yes. There's five seconds to go. There's a collision at midcourt involving Logan Ellis and one of the TARS players, and I know we just listened to it, but I forget who it was. And the official blows the whistle, which is the correct thing to do. Yes. I say they fouled Logan Ellis, and he's going to go down and shoot two free throws because we're in the double bonus. Right. The tar player makes a traveling signal right in front of the ref, and the ref looks at him, and she makes the traveling signal. Logan Ellis says something, gets a T. So the game is tied on a couple of technical free throws. Well, and, and and let me also say, Dylan Guyra stepped in line five seconds to go, and he didn't touch the rim on either shot. Well, I will also say with that traveling not foul, is the whistle blue, and there was three seconds of nothing. Like, it was blew the whistle, like, okay, something happened. Okay, what happened? Uh, yeah, we'll go with traveling. Yeah, like that, that, and that is exactly the way it happened. Like, there was a second where everyone's just kind of looking like, what? what's the call? What's the call? And then traveling, and then the magic words, and then a T, and then overtime. Well, first, then we had the in, the inbounds play where it's because out of off there, the technical anchor bay gets the ball, mm-hmm. and then they don't have the ball. The Saints are inbounding the ball, and there was confusion there. There was a lot of confusion, and every time they blew the whistles, the officials had to huddle which is ridiculous. If you've blown your whistle, don't you know what you're calling? Why do you need to huddle with the other officials? Right. The only time you see you do that is if you couldn't tell if it was tipped out of bounds or you need clarification on, a, on the exact rule. Well, That's if you need thing. clarification on every single call you make, maybe you should think about not being a basketball or official. Or at least – And, and, and I'm saying this JV. with we have a shortage of officials – I don't want to like. And I I used to be an official. Mm-hmm. I, but well, your father ran official yes. officiating down in Saint um, Clair. My my my, my brother Steve still officiates. He's a hundred years old and he's been doing <laughs> it for five hundred years. It seems like. Um, but th- this was this was. I don't even know. <laughs> it was inexplicable. Make a call. Make a signal too. Sell your call. Even if you know you're wrong, sell your call and make everybody believe you're right. Well, and isn't that one of the things they tell you is exactly you make the call, do it with confidence. Do it with authority. You're the official. You've made a call. This is what's going to happen. Everybody deal with it. Right. Because then at least, yeah, you can sell that from my angle, this is what happened. We had a situation twice in overtime where the Saints shot three free throws. Because I had absolutely no idea they had called lane violations twice. Twice. Like, there, no signal. 
Shot, didn't go in. Ref grabbed the ball, threw it back to the player. He took the second free throw. I'm thinking, okay, that's it. Nope. Ref gets the ball, throws it back to the player. He gets a third free throw. Because at no point in time did I see any signal whatsoever saying that we had a violation on that first one, so we're shooting the first one over again. It happened twice. It happened twice. The first time they made one out of three. The second time they made two out of three. And I'm just like, is there a rule that I don't know about? Does the state give them at a certain point in overtime? Do you shoot three free throws? Like, They're what's the going super on? Bonus. Yeah, we're, we're in the super secret double probation bonus. <laughs> I mean, I, I uh, so anyways, good ball game getting lost in things that are frustrating me about the officials. At one point, Franz gets hip-checked into the front row of the stands during overtime, and there's no call. Right. And then a few seconds later, there's, Somebody breathed in his direction, and there's a call. <laughs> Several times uh, with Anchor Bay down, they were trying to get foul calls, and they don't make the call. Right. And then so what happens? The fouls have to be a little bit rougher. And mm-hmm. li- Why? You know they're fouling. A guy puts his arms around a guy. Right. Blow your whistle. He's fouling. Yes, and sometimes even in that situation, you'll get the anticipation intentional foul where you know they're going to do it so if their arm even gets within a foot of them they just blow the whistle i i had a situation in a girls game last year brady where <laughs> it was obvious armada was trying to follow the girl from north branch and they wouldn't call it so an armada girl basically tackled the girl and she got mad and threw the basketball at her <laughs> No reason for this to happen. I'm not blaming the girls. Right. The one girl had to do what she had to do to get the foul called to stop the clock, and I don't blame the girl who got tackled for being mad and throwing the basketball. I blame the officials who didn't blow the whistle when it was obvious they were trying to foul, and it was obvious to me you didn't want to be late to your date and you weren't going to call it. <laughs> so anyway, back to our, us, or our Anchor Bay St. Clair. Yeah, so... We, we get the game tied on technical free throws. There was some confusion on the inbound play. The Saints ended up getting the ball with five seconds left. They miss a three. We go to overtime. In overtime, uh, Braylon Franz and Dylan Gyra for a stretch were just trading free throws. Um, but now, the, the again, 14 seconds left in overtime. The score is now uh, 71 to 65. Yes. That's six points? Yes. Yeah, 71 to 65 is the score. Anchor Bay inbounding by the scorer's table with 14 seconds to go. They get it in. Dylan Gyra knocks a turnaround three down from the right wing corner to make it a three-point game. Inexplicably, he runs into the paint and intercepts the inbound pass right under the basket. What, Larry Bird, Isaiah Thomas? Yep. And lays it up and lays it in. But it's still, it's 71 to 70, and you're running out of time. The clock is still running. And the the Saints, now, again, because nobody's making signals and blowing their whistles. Right. The Saints, after the basket, called a timeout. Unbeknownst to anybody in the, the gym, certainly unbeknownst to me, we broadcast from the stage, if you've ever been in the St. Clair gym, we're on the stage, so we're removed a little bit from anything that isn't happening right in front of us. Um, and the play is actually right in front of me. Gymnasium's going crazy. 
you know, one-point right. game in overtime out of nowhere. They've scored five points in three seconds. And so the ball actually got thrown in. Two kids collide, go to the floor. Then I hear a whistle. Mm-hmm. So now I'm thinking, okay, there's jump, a foul. Jump ball maybe. So, something's going on there. Turns out all it is is the Saints had called timeout. Right. They put a couple of seconds back on the, the clock, and it's Saints ball underneath their own basket. Now, I have to figure out all of this on my own because right. nobody's telling me anything. On the inbounds play, the Saints are going to throw it all the way down the court, and they got a little too much air under it, and they threw it through the first set of rafters off the second set of rafters. Now, in basketball, on a play like that, it comes back to where you threw the ball. Right, unless it's touched in the inbounds. Yeah. yeah. That, yeah, that it if, to, if you throw it in and it doesn't touch anybody and it goes out of bounds, it doesn't matter if it goes out of bounds way down at the other end right. of the court, it comes back to where it was thrown. So now, with three seconds to go, it's anchor bay ball underneath the Saints basket. Right. And kind of in the confusion, the Saints don't cover Dylan Gyra. And he's wide open under the basket for a layup as time runs out. And he scored seven points in the last 14 seconds of overtime. What went full Reggie Miller? And the Tars win 72-71. And there was even confusion after the layup as to whether or not there was time left. Or I don't know what they were talking about because they huddled again. And they talked. We were listening to it. They talked for a good 30 seconds before they declare, yes, the game is over. Anchor Bay has won. And in all that, it was a very, very good basketball. Yeah, great basketball. The, the kids, outstanding. And some outstanding performances. Gyra had 14 points with two minutes to go in regulation, and he finished with 27. That's a lot. That is a lot. Um, and that's in crunch time. That's in crunch time. That's knocking down clutch free throws with five seconds to go. You know how easy it is to step up to the line screaming in that that loud gym, that student section going bonkers, saying anything that they can say without getting in trouble, and he calmly and coolly knocked down those those free throws. They've got a, a foreign exchange student from France, Paul Coustal. 24 points in this game. Oh, he's French? Yes. Against PH, he had 10 points in the first, like, five minutes of the game. He hit three threes. Yeah. I didn't he, realize he was from France. He has, he has he had four threes in this game, including three down the stretch. How do, how do you inquire for the athletic foreign exchange students? I, I don't know, but he's, he's a, a good little player. He like, had the kicker from Italy. Yeah. <laughs> He, he he he's a good little player. He dribbles the ball really well, and and he you can tell he's European when you watch him play, and you go, oh yeah, that's that's European. Like even a couple of times he tried the Euro step, and they wouldn't let him get away with it. But um, yeah, he was he was fun to play. So th- that's fifty one of their seventy two points came from those uh, two uh, players. I thought Drew Trapp had a good game, too. He, he finished with eight points, but he just does a lot of nice things and plays a lot of minutes for the uh, the Tars. Um, they have uh, they have a Dielka. I love all the Dielka kids. Mm-hmm. He knocked down a couple of threes. They got a guy, I just like his name, is Bishop Thomas. <laughs> you like that feel, name? feel like that should be a, uh, a, a school. An all name. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> where where do you go? I go to Bishop Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, what did you think of St. Clair after seeing them? I know you saw them against 
uh, Algonac, but this was an opponent more on. Yeah, well, I, I, I've seen them twice, and they've scored 70 and 71, or 72 and 71 points. Um, Braylon France, the freshman, 26 points in this game, 16 of them from the free throw line, handles the ball well, sees the court so well. I really like this player. Braylon Essien, where did this come from? He's shooting the lights out to start the year. He had 20 points in this game. He knocked down five threes. He is on fire. He's the example of a guy that when hey, you lose a lot of talent, you need someone to step up, and he stepped up in a big way. Now he's more of a shooter. So will there be a stretch in January where he goes a week and a half and hits two threes? Probably. But if he can do this more often than that, if you can give – I mean, hell, if you give 20 a game from him, that's incredible. But if you can get double digits from him every game, knock down two threes, get a layup, and maybe pair of free throws, that is – that will go a long way in the Max Silver race. And and St. Clair is deep in the post. Um, and they didn't have Hunter Richardson for this game. Um, and probably they win in regulation if he's there. Well, it's always hard to play the what-if game. Yeah, but I just, I just feel like, because again, the reason Gyra only had 14 with two minutes to go in the game is because St. Clair's bigs were doing a great job against him and the reason he went off was Cooper Pennewell fouled out of the basketball game and um you know they took advantage of that afterwards he all of a sudden he's open to do things he's getting the basketball where it's being denied from him earlier in the uh, the game but Pennewell had eight points in the first quarter and looked unstoppable and then got into foul trouble um I like Drew McCartney too um, a, a, a little rough, but offensively, I think he's got a, a good game. Um, and still, still a work in progress defensively, but it's a big body, and you can tell that there's upside there. So there were other games besides Anchor Bay and St. Clair, but another one that came down to basically the buzzer, MLA City-Almont, a rivalry that is pretty intense that we don't talk a lot about just because it's out west, but... Always two teams that don't seem to like each other. And MLA City beats Almont 49-47, essentially at the buzzer. Bo Hunt hits a layup with under two seconds to go to win, 49-47. That was after Clay Rosheski tied it with 45 seconds left. So MLA City gets a big win at home. And we talked about how this is kind of a, they need this win. Uh, to, one to kick off BWAC play in two to kind of get some confidence going into a tough stretch and a, and a buzzer-beating win for, I believe, the sophomore Hund. That's a nice win for Emily City. Yeah, he's having a really nice year, too, and in, he's obviously become their go-to guy when they need points. Um, he led them in this game with, with 13. You mentioned Rosheski. He had, I think, 19? Uh, let me see if I can pull that up for you. But, um, yeah, it was a it's – a, it, that's a rivalry game, and there's – for MLA City, who I think wants to factor into the BWAC, they want to be one of those dark horse teams. You can't start it off with a loss to a team you feel like you should should have won or should have beaten. Um, by the way, it was fourteen. Excuse me, seventeen points for Rochester. Okay, so he led the uh, led the game in scoring in the loss. So BWAC 
I mean, tough basketball, obviously. Uh, that was the actually the only other BWAC game was Brown City beat North Branch 52-45. That was the only other BWAC score. Mooney hosted East Point and won 66-42. Quinton Hilliker with 17, Trent Rice, and Daniel Rice each with 12. That's a nice win for Mooney. Yeah, well, they got a couple of kids back, too. Hazen later played and uh, Catavera played. Mm-hmm. And Catavera is big, and I mean that both – literally and figuratively he, he's a, a their their big post guy and he's a big piece to what they do dryden beat k-pack 60 to 42 reese top sandusky 56 50 and peck beat caseville 67 21 dennis will take a break but you saw what i was hyping up is a clash of the titans up in croswell and it lived up to the billing. Yeah, I, I, I like when a plan comes together. Yeah. I like when you get the matchup and it doesn't disappoint. And it started right from the first 30 seconds. Oh, the, the, the first 30 seconds of this game were amazing. And, and then there was the feeling out process that you can get sometimes. But when this game got cooking, uh, we ended up having a, a nice little meal. Uh, and we'll talk about that when we come back. Get ready for outdoor fun at Alpine Cycles in downtown Port Huron. Skateboards, bikes, longboards, and accessories. They have everything you need to enjoy the warm weather. Alpine Cycles offers the best selection, and they're always getting new daily arrivals. Stop by Alpine Cycles today at 762 Huron Avenue at the corner of Huron and Glenwood, or call 982-9281. Open Monday from 10 until 6, Friday and Sunday, noon to 4. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 800- 250-7520. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. 
Are you getting out of a lease or ready to trade in your vehicle? Stop by Jepson Car Company and we'll be here to assist you. We are constantly buying out lease vehicles and almost always putting money into your pocket. No matter what you owe, we can help. If you don't see your perfect vehicle in our lot, we will help you find it. Our purchasing team has decades of experience to help find the vehicle that is best for you. Call Jepson today at 810-662-3048 or stop by at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, uh, you're back with Dennis and uh, Brady. So Saturday was Port Huron Northern Croslex. I've had back-to-back overtime games now, Brady. So what can you do for me to impress me? Guess what these teams did. Had an all-time classic. Yeah, and 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 they these are two good, good basketball uh, teams. And the game starts with Northern getting a dunk from Jamison in the first ten seconds, and then Crosslegs coming right back down, uh, and Trey Kalakovich pulling up and knocking down an NBA three. We're thirty seconds into the game; it's three to two, and I'm like, "Here we go." The gym's probably exploding. Oh, I'm like, how somebody's was, getting to a hundred. How was the crowd? <laughs> it was a big crowd, not quite as big as the picture you showed me. I, uh, uh, it's because the stands are on both sides, right? That can in, hold a lot of people. Croswell, whereas Northern, most of the seating is on, there's a little bit up top right. on the side behind the benches, but that doesn't really hold that much. No. But the, that picture you showed me, that was crazy. That looked like the football game. Right. Um, but, the, yeah, it, it was a big, big crowd. I went out there super early so that I could park in town to get to the game. <laughs> Uh, not like when they played Marysville and I had to park in Applegate and walk. Right. Um, but just, a, a, okay, 14 three-pointers were made in this game. There are a couple of dunks from Jamison. In the first two games for Northern this year, Jamison had 45 points in the first half, 12 in the second. He flipped that in this game. He had nine in the first half, scored 20 in the second because he said, I want to win this game. Right. He has the takeover ability. Yeah. Um, And he just gets to the basket. And even if he doesn't make the shot, he gets to the line. He's very aggressive. Now, we we were talking about it off air. I I said, Croslex made five free throws. Jamison by himself had 11. And you asked me, well, were they getting calls that the – and I'll say this. Northern attacks the basket, and that's why they get to the free throw line. The Pioneers were more on the perimeter in this game, and and they were shooting threes. They they made nine three-pointers. You're not going to get fouled as much. Right. Sitting out beyond the arc. Um, And and the thing is, is Crosslex have guys 
that could, you know, get them to the free throw line, like Kalakovich and Kretsch and Geiger and in the post, McDonald. I mean, you wanted to – they were shooting. So, yeah, you're naturally not going to get a ton of fouls there. I know Northern plays very aggressive defense. I'm assuming that was the same Saturday. Yeah, and, and they're so fast. Both these teams are so fast. You at times you feel like you're you're watching the Olympic, uh, you know, whatever eight hundred meters and guys right. are jumping over um, the steeplechase. Yeah, they're going so fast. Kalakovich is so fast, and then Moreland is so fast, and and it, it it's just it, sometimes it's going at a different speed than you normally see in a high school game, and yet. It's always under control. Oh, yeah. Like, those guys are always under control. Um, so the the story of the first half, Northern was up 29-27 at halftime, but the story of the first half was Zach Kretsch. 19 points, on fire, knocked down four threes. Um, at, at, at one stretch, I didn't think he could miss. Mm-hmm. I mean, I kept going because, you know, they make a couple and you go, oh, heat check. Oh, and he made it. Yeah. Oh, another heat check. Oh, and he made it. You know, so he he only he finished with 21. So Northern did a good job in the second half um, not letting him continue to be a factor because he actually didn't make a field goal in the second half. His two second half points came at the free throw line. But Trey Kolakovich picked up the pace in the second half. Mm-hmm. And he ended up knocking down five threes in the game. He had 23 points. And scored 15 of them in the second half. Jamison, nine points at halftime. That's a nice first half. Yeah. 20 points in the second half. Right. Um, Alex Jamison finished with a quiet 12 points, but he's he's a freshman too. And, and they're just so smart with the ball. Um, and th- they made five three-pointers. And Tyler, I don't think he even took one. You know, uh, Maher knocked down two. Don't leave Luke Maher open. Right. Don't forget about him and leave him open. He'll make the shot. He'll make the shot. He got kind of lost twice, right down the middle both times. Um, Moreland knocked down a three. Kanye Cole hit a three. That was um, a really, like, I'm not used to Kanye Cole stepping out and right. knocking down three-point shots. He's a rebound guy. He, he's a rebound. He's a guy that's in the paint mucking it up and using his five fouls. Yes. And and he stepped back and knocked one down, and he looked like Isaiah Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was just – what I'm trying to say is it was a really exciting game. It was a really fun game, and it was a really close game. Yes. Like there weren't too many stretches where you felt like you were in a blowout, and if one team got ahead of the other team, it didn't take much time for the game to get tight again. Um, and it was interesting throughout, and these are two good teams, and I know the Pioneers are 3-2. and two. Oh, whoa, is Croslex. They're going to win. I'm going to say it right now. They're going to win the BWAC. Wow. Declaring that right now. They're good. They're good. I know they're good. I don't think the question is it's good. It's just how good are they? And while they've also beefed up their schedule a little more to play some really elite teams, and well, Northern beats Croslex at home for the first time since the eighteen nineteen season. Yeah, well, that's a it, long time. It's 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 a really long time, but they're good. Um, and and Northern, 
like, I mean, we've talked about this, Brady. This is a team that might finally be a northern team that can get out of that district of hell that they're in. And can be a special team, absolutely. And that's another feather in their cap, and northern has no time to rest on their laurels. They are going to continue to have a tough schedule. But, no, that's a that's a heck of a win for Crosslex northern. Crosslex has got PH this week, too, so yeah. that'll be another fun energetic game and i think i'm up there for that one so um just a couple other boys scores north branch beat k-pack 48 to 16 and then brown city beats dryden 41 40 gaden muxlow 37 of the 41 for brown city including a wonky three-point play at the end to win it they were down two Hits the front end of two free throws, misses the second, gets his own rebound up in at the buzzer, game over. Yeah, uh, and goes over 1,000 points for his career. That is quite impressive. And that's his second 37-point game in a week. Yeah, he scores a lot. (laughs) He scores a lot. So congratulations to him. Dennis, you want to get some hockey out of the way, and then we'll go all girls in the last segment? Okay, yeah, it, it was uh, a, a busy two days. couple games on Friday, uh, and, and we teased it at the beginning. Portier and High got their first win. Now, the, the, the Big Reds have, again, they've got 11 kids on their roster, um, and they have really struggled. I mean, they, they've been getting whooped. And, well, and, and I and I think they've been giving up on average ten goals a game. Well, that's the thing. Like you, they and you look at the uh, box scores. Usually, the first period isn't that bad. Like if they're losing, they're down three nothing, two nothing. But you run the same two lines for two three periods, you get worn down. But against Bishop Foley, with the power of Dennis, <laughs> they were able to to. Rage a comeback down three to one. They win five to three, and just a hell of a win for a hockey team that probably won't win a ton of games. But that's a gritty win. That's a good win for everyone there. And hey, you just, it feels good to win one. And that's one that probably won't mean a lot later but for those kids that's a big character win that's it'll mean a lot to me this whole year yes um and again they'd only scored five goals in their first seven or eight games and they get five in this one trevor greg had two jacks demel had two and brendan hoffer uh had the uh, other uh, goal and i want to throw this in for bishop foley brandon carnegie had a goal and an assist he's a cardinal money kid yes they are bishop foley's technically bishop foley unified yes there, it's it's a lot of schools. On Friday, Marysville beat Jackson United 2-1. to one. Nola Valley and Luke Thick with the goals. Tyler McKinney with 30 saves. But Marysville would then drop the game the next day to Midland, I believe it's United, 4-2. Uh, to two, So they split the weekend pair. Yeah, and they were up in Bay City, I think, for, for a, a little two-game weekend thing now northern uh played uh, at powers on uh, saturday uh, and powers wins this one seven to one i was actually a little surprised yeah by the 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 score um, powers is good but um i mean again Nor- northern lost the last time i saw them eight nothing it didn't feel like an eight nothing and who knows May- again scores can lie yeah uh 
Ike beat Anchor Bay 4-0, and Thumb Legion and Tawas played to a 3-3 draw. Yeah, and I didn't see any stats for that, so I don't know how many Lettner had, but uh, he, he, he had one to three goals in that game, I'll guarantee it. All right, well, <laughs> there was also a, uh, a platter of girls' games on Friday night, and a lot of interesting results, some good, some bad. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about those. Yeah, we'll get to that in just a second. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 for all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Marysville. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead Doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 this is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior, and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual, and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. They have the area's best selection of pickups and SUVs. And now Kaywood Auto is offering corrosion-free rust proofing. Call 987-3030. That's 987-3030 to make an appointment. Voted 2021 Best of the Best and President's Award winner plus 2022 Dealer of the Year. Kaywood Auto is open Saturdays 9 until 2. Visit www.kaywoodauto to make an appointment. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. 
two for Lentner, including the game-tying goal with 91 seconds left. So you were right on the money. <laughs> All right, girls hoop from Friday. No Saturday action as far as we know. Uh, all our MAC teams were in action. We'll start in the red. Port Huron falls to Ike, fifty-one thirty-eight. The 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 big reds were down. I think sixteen to four or twelve to four in the in the first quarter. They battled back. It was within six at halftime, but Eisenhower the pressure just was on them for for too long, and they ended up with the fifty-one thirty-eight win over Port Huron and, in and the that's, MAC red opener. That's always a tough place to. Play. Ike is usually good, Ike and even in years, gym too, yeah, and because it's old, it's 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 the original it, gym. It was built when Ike was alive. Yeah, yeah. So, but like you just think of Eisenhower School with what um, twenty five hundred, three thousand kids. You figure one time post Eisenhower, they would actually improve the gym and renovate it like they unless they've done something in the last two years they still have those old wooden creaky stands yep. there's just like eisenhower and stevenson both the same and they haven't done anything to those schools i i don't get that like you just think at one point but who knows there might be some bureaucratic red tape uh northern went down to utica ford and took one on the chin 60 to 32 ford's good this year like they Ford, are. Ford's again. These are tough road games, and I think I I said it on Fridays. Northern, not the end of the world here. There, there's a lot of positives and there's a lot of upside. The Huskies had won two in a row going into that one. We knew that was going to be a tough game. Yeah, that's. Yeah, they just would have liked. Even if you lose it sixty to forty five, you just optically it looks better. But yeah, games can get away from you. How about this one? Marysville on the road. We said, "Hey, take the way you play at home, pack it on the bus, and and make a road trip with it." They did exactly what we wanted to see. They beat South Lake fifty-eight to forty. And I'm this is what it, I'm excited about is the fifty-eight mm-hmm. to see Marysville get that many points. I really like that. That that mean I, I'm guessing I, unless you have the the stats in front of you. I'm guessing Kara Miller knocked down some threes. I'm guessing Avery Walters had a good game. And I'm guessing that there was somebody else who stepped in and did some nice stuff. Yeah, I, 58's a lot, and I'm going to guess that their defense created a lot of offense. Yep. And they, well, with 40 points, sometimes you can say, all right, your star player's getting yours, but no one else is scoring. Yeah, and we know South Lake's got a girl or two that uh, – can win a game by themselves. Yes, they can. And I'm very curious for the Weimer tournament at the end of this week. Because Ooh, Marys- that should be fun. Marysville gets to rematch St. Clair in their own gym. And it's a big game for both sides because Marysville, obviously, the, the revenge factor, that's the easy one. But if St. Clair can beat Marysville in Marysville, that kind of – flips the tables on the rivalry for this year, and that really cements that first win. Because St. Clair had a very nice bounce back against Roseville, 54-19. to Dennis, I'm I'm very intrigued what will happen Thursday when Marysville and St. Clair rematch. Yeah, and again, that was on the – our teams were on the road on Friday night for the, for the ladies. Uh, and, uh, again, that's a 35-point road win at Roseville. That, that's nice. Yeah, and after you uh, lose that game to Northern to just to get a win back, uh, the the feeling of a win back, yeah, you, you feel good about this. This was great. So, 
On September 2nd, the Marine City football team beat Clawson 56-14. Not to be outdone, the Marine City <laughs> girls basketball team went to Clawson and won 58-7. They kept Clawson out of the end zone one, one more time. <laughs> that was I sent you that score, and you sent back, wasn't that the football score? <laughs> it was pretty, I mean, 56-14 to 58-7. to Clawson obviously is down from a year ago. That's a thrashing. That is an absolute thrashing on the road. And Marine City needed that win too. Yeah. Uh, and they've, they've stuck it to a couple of teams this year. And, uh, again, I like this Mariners uh, team. I saw them against Algonac in a win, and I saw them against uh, Marysville in a loss. Um, Marysville played stifling defense that uh, game um but when marine city gets it going and they're confident like if they score early in a game and certain girls on that team get a feel they're if, fun to watch and they're tough to beat they feel like they're they're the home run hitter that'll hit 50 home runs but strike out 200 times yeah when it's going well everything's awesome when it's going rough it they struggle to work through things so i guess if there's one complaint it's win an ugly game, which is a weird thing to say, but win a game where you don't play your best and you have to grind one out and well, you find know, a way. And, and take this as a compliment, please, St. Clair and Marysville. But when you're playing St. Clair and Marysville, you have to win an ugly game. Right. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, Marysville mucks it up with their defense. They don't let you relax. And, well, Marine City would have to do that if they want to win a district. So that, those were the max scores, and also Anchor Bay beat Utica 49-40. Hazel Park beats New Haven 37-31. Let's go to the BWAC. The Rats get a win at home against Richmond 52-41. Good for the Muskrats getting an, uh, with a league opening win, I believe. Yep. So they get that. Armada and Croslex. Armada wins 36-29. So Armada beats a pesky pioneer team that's trying to – take that next step and maybe be a factor in, in, in the BWAC in one way or another. I, I feel like there there's going to be that game or games this year that Croslex knocks somebody off. All right, and North Branch beat Yale, a game we were very curious to see how it went. North Branch beats Yale 48-28, North Branch doesn't let Yale kind of get off the ground. Yeah, I, I, I'm wondering if North Branch is one of those teams that they raise their level of play to their opponent. Well, they you raised know, well above it. Because they were really good against Marysville earlier this year, and they're really good in this game. And in the middle, they've played some tight, close games. Yeah, but they, they start off. Uh, BWAC play kind of saying, all right, it's us in MLA City. Everyone else is going to have to chase because that's one that's going to end up factoring in down the road. I know Yale can improve, but it's really tough. You start off 0-1 against the team you needed to get a win against. That's a good win for North Branch and a tough one for Yale. Yeah, uh, and the, the, the BWAC is, again – I, until somebody beats Emily City, I'm going to sit here and go, Emily City's the team. Um, 
and we'll see what happens. But uh, I do think North Branch, and e- and even despite this result, I think Yale is still dangerous. I still think Armada is dangerous, or I just caught him on a good night last year, hmm. or, or a good week because I saw him twice that that week, and they had they had two tough losses, but they were young and energetic, and they played very well. All right, so. This week, uh, Monday's light, the only one-game girls uh, cross-lex is at Marlette. But Tuesday, we have a good set of games in both boys and girls. Yale's at Marysville, and actually, Lance Cruz is at Marysville and girls. I'll be there for the, that double header. But Anchor Bay's at Mooney. Dennis, that should be a good one to go see. Uh, Richmond is at Notre Dame Prep. Those are two teams that I saw, what, a couple Saturdays ago that have nice tests. They have really tough tests. Um, I, again, I'm sorry. I was just pulling up the schedule so I could follow along with you. Um, yeah, uh, again, we, we this Richmond team is very talented. And, again, one night Stevens beat you, one night Haskins beat you, one night Thompson beat you, one night Mays beat you. Uh, and, and they've got other kids, too, that are constantly chipping in. On the road at Notre Dame prep, usually prep is good. That was a team they lost to in the in the regional semifinals, and it wasn't close. Yeah, so there's a little bit of revenge factor into this one. So I do think this is an important game. For Richmond, even if you don't win it, you've got to close the gap and prove that you can play with these guys. New Haven goes to MLA City. MLA City again in a really tough stretch. How do they bounce back from an emotional win over a rival? I just like what they're doing. I like that they're playing these games um, against tough opponents because they know. They know that... Crosslex is at that level, and that's who they got to beat if they want to win in their league. Girls hoops, Anchor Bay's at Northern. That should be an interesting game for a young Northern team. Port Huron goes two gross points south for another Mac. That's a big game. That is a big game. I don't know how good or bad south is this year, but that's a tough test on the road. I mentioned Lance Cruz is at Marysville in uh, – Mac action, Lakeshore at Marine City, St. Clair at Clawson, Notre Dame Prep at Armada. So St. Clair probably won't be that challenged at Clawson, but Marine City, Lakeshore, again, they, they got a couple of girls that will pose uh, a challenge for uh, Marine City. Very interested to see how they respond there. So we'll have, well, again, nothing tonight, but we'll have uh, three games for you on Tuesday. Yes. Um, and uh, I will be at the um, Northern Anchor Bay girls basketball game. And I will be at the doubleheader at Marysville. So that'll do it. Uh, We'll have more because the middle of the week has more interesting games as well. I mean, we have Port here on Cross-Lex on on Wednesday. We have St. Clair Mooney, the Weimer tournament. We'll have a whole lot of fun the rest of the week. Yeah, that Weimer tournament uh, in girls has great matchups. Yes, it does. For for two days in a row. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it, that, that should be a very interesting one. All right. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.